0: I'm Colleen Shattuck's, and this is The Workup, a series of podcasts about health issues that concern you. See, it knows that our listeners are facing extra stressors in the face of this pandemic, so we're being joined by Dr. Megan Smith who's going to offer us some helpful tips on taking care of our mental health during the crisis. Dr. Smith is an associate professor in the Departments of Psychiatry in the Yale Child Study Center at the Yale School of Medicine. Welcome, Megan. Thank you for being with us once again.
1: Thanks, Colleen. Great to be back with you.
0: So today we are going to talk about adolescence. It seems to me coronavirus really makes it tough to parent and adolescent, people who want to be independent, people who don't want to necessarily follow rules, people who really long to be with their friends. How can parents and teens negotiate this crisis together, stay safe, and still kind of like each other?
1: (laughs) Well, it's such an important question there. You know, I I think that, you know, adolescents in general really comprise a demographic with a with a growing burden of, of mental illness that we worry about and, and challenges in public health emergencies like COVID presents certain complexities. So, you know, we know that adolescents are, for example, increasingly vulnerable to stress and anxiety and increasing rates of depressive symptoms. And so to parent adolescents in general is, is challenging, but now, especially during this time adolescents are not different than than adults right in their sense of and their need for connection but a couple of things are different you know the adolescent brain is still developing and so there's a tremendous focus on the here and now and the present. And so it becomes really difficult to talk about things like social distancing and physical distancing because that requires future orientation and future thinking. So a couple strategies to combat that and to really orient adolescents to the importance of social isolation now and distancing you know, one could be this idea that psychologists call selfish altruism, which is the idea that, you know, we act generously because it makes us feel good. So, thinking with adolescents about how they could come together with their peers, with their friends, to establish fun group norms around social distancing, around hand washing. And there's some great examples of this now with celebrities and singers like Lizzo, for example, having these great memes online about hand washing groups of adolescents making TikTok videos about, you know, funny dance moves that promote social distancing. So I think there's ways to reestablish group norms at this time. And we know that, you know, with adolescents too, and, and and people in general, we emulate people that we spend the most time with. So they're really going to be looking for guidance from and norms from their friends and then of course from you as their parent. And another way to really combat the the lack of future orientation often for adolescents is to really personalize social distancing. So to talk about your own family members who are at risk, your grandparents, aunts and uncles. And so to involve your adolescent, for example, in helping a grandparent or an aunt and uncle set up the technology That allows the family to to communicate with them. So helping a grandparent set up FaceTime, helping a grandparent, you know, download a house party app or a social media app that can allow you to see them and connect with them. So those are real strategies to personalize it and, and to make things more concrete.
0: You're also giving the teen a chance to be a leader as opposed to somebody who's
1: just being ordered around. Great point. And that's exactly another piece that comes out of that strategy of promoting altruism. It is leadership, you know, and it's also promoting, you know, I would say hope that if we kind of come together, as a family come together with our friends, we can actually change things and make things better. Kids are
0: really missing a lot of once-in-a-lifetime things. They are missing graduation. They're missing prom. They're missing sports seasons. They're missing college tours. Like, there's a lot of loss going on for teens. And how can a parent help their adolescent child process that?
1: So much loss, you know, and I think one strategy is to really put yourself in your teenager's shoes. And, you know, that may sound simplistic and overly simplistic, but I think it's a really important piece to remember. So, you know, thinking about how you might support someone if they've experienced a loss. We often talk about making, you know, adolescents independent. But one way maybe when, you know, someone's suffering that grief and loss is to really offer some practical support. You know, maybe it's helping them clean their room. Maybe it's helping them get organized to do their their online schooling, but offering a bit more of, of some practical and really, you know, instrumental support that you might not often think you need to as a parent of adolescent, it might become all that more important too. But again, you know, really encouraging what what can be done virtually, maybe coming together with other parents of your teenager's peer group and orchestrating some house parties for them, you know, virtual house parties. There are many online resources I would also direct parents to that are popping up. American Psychological Association has some good one. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention has some good tips as well that have accurate information and really concrete ways to work with teenagers during this time. All right. That's great. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Colleen. I'm
0: Colleen Shaddix, and this has been The Workup, a production of the Connecticut Health Investigative Team. You can find more information at our website, c-hit.org.